What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of High on Infinity, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. I am your host, Jake Knight, and we've got a great episode lined up for you today, folks. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Microsoft reviewing gameplay for the Xbox Series X set to come out later on this year. Then we got the comic book movie tournament semifinal results. It was a crazy round. The NFL schedule releases and the return to sports somewhat. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yes, 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 that time of week again, everybody. Episode 52 of High on Infinity, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob Knight. First time listening to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. And if you are a returning listener, we are glad to have you back for another great episode. Hope everybody's doing good this week. Have a great, ha- having a great work week so far. Getting ready for the weekend. Hope you had a nice weekend last week. I, myself, this is day 50. I want to say 57 of quarantine. Yes, we're we're getting on up there. Some places are starting to open back up. I know Georgia opened up not fully, but they're opening they opened up like barbershops, gyms, hair and nail salons and all that. But Alabama, we're we're still waiting on something to open back up. This we, we just want to return to the normalcy. Just even if it's just going out the to a restaurant or something. We just want some semblance of normalcy back as soon and safely as possible. But I have been doing nothing. Um, the weekly update. I I finished My Hero Academia. I had to watch the last thing three or four episodes subbed. So in Japanese, for those for those of you who don't watch anime, because they ain't had the last four episodes in. Uh, in English, but so I may look back on it probably a couple weeks or so if they got it in English. I may rewatch those last few episodes, but I'm currently watching or keeping up with three shows at the moment. Um, I started Dragon Ball Super last week. So far, so good. I like that stuff. I like, I mean, not, uh, I, mean uh, I started Yu Yu Hakusho, one of my favorite animes, over again. And I'll continue to watch Money Heist. I want to say Dragon Ball Z is on the top of my list of like primary show I want to finish first. I sprinkle in a, a little Yu Yu Hakusho in there every now and then. And Money Heist, I'll just get to it. When I get to it, because uh, I think Dragon Ball Z has like a, it has the most episodes, it has like 131, ep- 30, 31 episodes, so a lot of episodes, Um, I think I'm about episode 20, 24, 25 in, but, because they don't have like seasons, like the whole thing is one, 131, one big 131 episode season, but they divided it into arcs, I'm like, I re- I finished the Beerus arc. Now I'm currently almost done with the the Frieza arc, and then the next arc I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm, I'm basically treating each arc like a season. And then when I have some time, I'll just watch a couple episodes of Yu Yu Hakusho. And then when I whenever I get done with Dragon Ball Z, I'll just watch the Yu Yu Hakusho. Then when I get done with that, I probably watch I probably catch up on Attack on Titan or I watch Money Heist. It, it just I don't know. I know some people are like, man, why are you scheduling this? I'm, I'm, I'm just that type of person. I like to schedule what I watch. It's weird, I know, but hey, whatever, you know, different strokes for different folks. What else I've been doing? Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. Call of Duty, I finished fourth in Warzone. That's the highest I ever finished solo. Th- you know, it's pretty good. Don't know when I might finish that high again because I, uh, because I think, you know, a little luck has to do with winning Warzone. You have to, you know, of course, not get caught, see the other person first, find better weapons, all that stuff. You know, there's a little luck in everything when it comes to winning Warzone. But key to the topic on video games, we're going to hop into the first topic of the day. Last week, 
Microsoft unveiled gameplay for their new system, the Xbox Series X. Coming out later this year, uh, they revealed it in a live stream video. I want to say it was last, last Thursday or last Friday. But in that video, which lasted about 25 minutes, they talked about 13 games that we featured on the Xbox Series X. But before that, they announced a feature they're going to install called the Xbox Smart Delivery. And Xbox Smart Delivery is a program where you can buy a game for the Xbox One. And if it comes out on the Xbox Series X, you'll get that version of the game as well. So if you buy the game on a new Xbox and you can you, you can continue to play the game from where you left off at if you started playing it on the old Xbox. So without buying the game again and starting over. And this is a smart move by Microsoft because usually in this four or five month span before a new, a new system come out, there's going to be games that are coming out on the Xbox One that's going to get ported to the new Xbox whenever that comes out. And usually... Well, in the past, when that happened, usually it means you got to buy the game, buy the game again, spend another $50, $60, and start over. But with the Xbox Smart Delivery, saving players money and game time because the save data will basically tra will transfer over. But back to the live stream reveal. Yeah, they revealed about 13 games. Most of them are third-party games. So none of the heavy hitters were there, like your Forza series, Gears of War, or Halo. And speaking of Halo, Microsoft announced that they're going to have another live stream in a couple months in June, and they are more than likely going to reveal gameplay of the new Halo game titled Halo Infinite. Um, I, I kind of expect them not to do that on this live stream because um, they don't want to reveal all their tricks, especially when Sony hasn't revealed any gameplay for the upcoming PS5. And I heard rumors that each company is holding out for the other company to announce, hey, this is the price of the new system, and this is... And this is when it's going to come out. Wonder why they're going to come out how the the holiday season, so around late not around late November, from what I've been reading. I think I want to say I want to say last last time the Xbox uh, One and the PS4 came out. I can't remember. I want to say the Xbox One came out a couple weeks earlier. I want to say it came out like the first of the month, and then the PS4 came out around like the middle of the month. I'm I'm not um, sure about that, but I know one of them. I want to say the Xbox came out a couple weeks earlier than the PS4 did, but this one I've been I've been hearing rumors that the PS4 may release. I think I read one, I saw one headline about the PS4 being released or the PS5, my bad, being released in October, and I heard the rumored price is about four hundred dollars. That's about that's that's about how much it was for the uh, the last system, the PS4, but nothing is confirmed yet. But once it does get confirmed, I'll get on the podcast. And I'll talk about it, but um, back back to the Xbox. Uh, so if they probably yeah they didn't reveal the Halo game as I would thought because like, like I said they don't they don't want to reveal all those tricks. So they might so they probably saved it until that July uh, stream so they can have like a special rollout because the new Halo game is supposed to be the flagship launch title of the new Xbox. But what games they revealed out of the thirteen games, like I said, most of them were third party games, but the two big games was. Madden 2021 and the new Assassin's Creed game. So Madden 2021, you know, arguably the biggest sports game out there. FIFA could probably compare it worldwide, but I know in America, uh, Madden is probably the biggest sports game. But uh, they had Patrick Mahomes, of course, Super Bowl MVP, and the Madden 20 cover uh, star. And he revealed the game. I want to say Lamar Jackson's on the cover of this game. I don't know why they ha if I don't know why if Lamar Jackson was on it. Why? How come he didn't? You know, unveil the game. I don't know, but uh, yes, with Madden is returning on the on a new Xbox, 
And um, I assume Madden is still on track to be released on time. You know, I think it's usually released sometime late July, early August, you know, right before the start of the new NFL season, which is still on time on which is still on track to start on time from what I've been reading. But Madden is always one of the best selling games each year. So I don't expect, you know, nothing else from EA. Now let's talk about the new Assassin's Creed game. Uh, this is the 12th game in the Assassin's Creed series. It was revealed a couple weeks ago, but I completely and totally forgot to talk about it on the podcast. And one of the biggest things about the Assassin's Creed series is, is the time period of each game. The game has been set, you know, in the Renaissance era, during the American Revolution, the age of piracy, ancient Egypt, age of Greece. It's now set in the age of the Vikings. And they put out gameplay, a gameplay trailer a couple weeks ago, too, but as well. But it looks amazing. Uh, to be honest, I've never been, well, uh, yeah, to be honest, I've never been a, a real big Assassin's Creed person. Um, I only played Assassin's Creed 2 and 3. The only reason I played Assassin's Creed 3 was because they had Diddy's coming home uh, because it was set place during the American Revolution. I guess Assassin's Creed coming home to America to get, continue the story. So that's probably the only reason why I got Assassin's Creed 3. But the last two, I want to say Odyssey, when they was in Egypt. No, no, Odyssey was there was, I think, Ancient Greece and Origins was there was in uh, Egypt. Both of those games looked really good but i just never got around the time to buy it and play it um but this one with the uh, with the vikings out how it looks pretty good i want i'm just curious on how it's gonna do how it's gonna play unlike you know like because in your traditional assassin's creed games most of them were set with high like uh set pieces and buildings and stuff but with this one, I'm just curious to see how they're going to do the traditional Assassin's Creed movement and all that stuff. But wrapping things up, the Microsoft live stream was, was okay to me at best. Wish they showed more gameplay. They technically showed gameplay trailers, which I was always like, you know, like there's a difference. You know, this is just basically a cutscene. But uh, they only showed true gameplay probably a couple times during this live stream. But I understand they don't want to show everything and I don't. I understand, uh, you know, where they're coming from, but they have another event in July. They should get into in more depth with gameplay and show the new Halo game. And when, whenever they do that, I'm going to get on here and just keep our updated on the latest going on in Microsoft. So we were at the semifinal round of the comic book movie tournament. I want to thank everybody who's been voting on my social media, on my Facebook and Instagram. It's been a great tournament so far, and this has been the craziest round yet. So let's get to the semifinal results. First, in the DC side of the bracket, we had the one seed, the Dark Knight, versus the six seed, the Dark Knight Rises. Same result, but just a different day. The Dark Knight with another easy victory, winning with 78% of the votes, continuing its dominance throughout this tournament. And when making this bracket, um, and I was doing the seeding, I knew that the Dark Knight was going to be the top seed on the DC side. And when I got finished with the bracket and looked at you know, the DC side and all the possible matchups, I said to myself, like, Dark Knight's going to run through uh, run through the competition on the way to the finals. And I was right. The Dark Knight won all its matchups with more than three-fourths of the vote. So far, it's being Suicide Squad, Batman Begins, Joker, and The Dark Knight Rises to make it to the championship round of the comic book movie tournament. So, who's the Dark Knight's opponent in the Marvel side of the bracket? When I said this is the craziest round yet, this is what I was talking about in the semifinal round to determine who will represent Marvel 
in the title round against the Dark Knight, we had the three seed Infinity War versus the four seed Endgame. And this was by far the closest matchup in the entire tournament. And after calculating the votes multiple times, it ended in a dead tie. I had a feeling this is going to be close, but I didn't know it was going to be this close. So how did I decide a tiebreaker? First, originally I was going to be the deciding vote, but I didn't want to put my personal opinion in this because I wanted the people to vote and decide. And the second idea was to flip a coin, but I didn't want to put it in face hands. So I Googled how to determine the tiebreaker. And when I did that, I clicked on the how the NFL determine tiebreakers amongst two teams. And they have 12 scenarios on how to do a tiebreaker. And the very last one was just a flip a coin. But they, they did a uh, first one was head to head victories. They didn't go against each other. So I couldn't use that. Second one was best win loss tied percentage. None of them lost. Third one was win loss tied percentage in common game. They had no common you know opponent. Fourth one, best win loss tied in games played within the same conference. Like I said, um, there was no ties or losses. I chose the fifth option, the strength of the strength of victory. So basically, when you beat someone, how bad did you beat them? And that's when I did my calculations. Round one, Avengers Endgame won against X-Men first class with 97% of the votes, while Infinity War beat Iron Man in the first round with 87% of the votes. In the second round, Endgame beat Civil War with 78% of the votes, while Infinity War beat Logan with 83% of the votes. In the quarterfinal round, Endgame beat Thor Ragnarok with 82% of the votes, and Infinity War beat Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse with 74% of the vote. So in the tiebreaker, I averaged the margin of victory of each movie throughout the tournament. And Endgame average margin of victory in the first three rounds were by 72%. And Infinity War average margin of victory in the first three rounds was 63%. And Endgame averaged 86% of the votes in this matchups, while Infinity War averaged 81% of the votes in this matchup. So by these standards, Endgame wins the tiebreaker and is moving on to the finals. So in the finals of the comic book movie tournament, we have coming out of DC side, The Dark Knight versus the winner of the Marvel side, Avengers Endgame. So last week, the NFL released their schedules for the upcoming 2020 season. They still plan to start the NFL season on time, but they made some wiggle room or they announced the schedules. They said that they plan just in case that the first two weeks get canceled. They plan to replay those games at the end of the season if they have to. And they don't mind pushing the Super Bowl back a couple weeks if need be. So Super Bowl may take place, you know. Usually the first Sunday in February, but it may take place in the middle of the month. May take place at, may, may may take place at the end of the month, or even take place at the beginning of March, which will be very weird. But hey, folks are not going to complain about extending the football season. Um, no word yet on if these games will have fans in attendance. The NFL hasn't decided on that. They're probably get they're probably gonna get closer for the season to start to announce that. But let's dive into the schedules. Um, the two teams who scheduled everyone focused on the most was of course. The Patriots and the Buccaneers, you know, Tom Brady's former team and his new team. So we're going to look into the Patriots schedule. Oh, I'm not going to look into every NFL team schedule, just the Patriots and the Buccaneers and a few of the great matchups um, that's coming up in the NFL season. So the Patriots schedule. Okay, before I get into this, I'm not giving up Patriots fans. 
I'm not giving them no leeway this season. I'm not gonna. Get, I'm not gonna give them. Well, they just lost Tom Brady. Give me a year. No, 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 no. How I, I can't count how many times throughout the past few years we just had to shove down our throats. Tom Brady, this. Tom Brady's the goat. Six rings. He's the goat. I, I I ain't taking nothing away from that. Tom Brady is the greatest NFL player of all time. I'm not taking. I'm not taking anything away from him. But I'm not giving no Patriots fans no leeway this season. They're over there like, well, Tom Brady. I'm happy. Tom Brady. Is in Tampa. He's reunited with Gronk. I just want him to be happy. No, no, no. I'm not taking none of that. No time to be humble now. Um, I, I, I know my, I know some of my Patriot friends that texted me six ring emojis when they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. I'm never gonna forget that. So Patriot fans, I want that same energy y'all had the past ten years this upcoming season. But the Patriot schedule. To be honest, I looked at the schedule and I was like, ooh. I have this team going six and ten, seven and nine at best, if a lucky bounce, because um they have the hardest schedule based on the opponent's win percentage from last year. And here's some of the teams they play. They play at Seattle, they play at Kansas City, they play the 49ers, play the Ravens, they play at the Texans, and play both LA teams with the Rams game being on a Thursday night in a short week. And also they got the Bills twice. And the Bills have gotten a, a lot better with, of course, Josh Allen's improving. They added Stephon Diggs to the wide receiver core with John Brown and Cole Beasley. And they got a Singletary out of the backfield. He's, you know, an adequate running back. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills won both of those matchups. So that's why I had the Patriots going 6-10, 7-9 for the upcoming season. Now in the Buccaneers schedule. After looking at their schedule, I got them going... I'm going 11 to 5 with Tom Brady. It's not bad. Uh, the two toughest games on their schedule are going to be, or the three toughest games on their schedule are going to be the two New Orleans games, and they play Kansas City. So both of those teams have great offenses and have improved in uh, the past offseason. I know New Orleans, they got Emmanuel Sanders to offset Michael Thomas as a fantasy football owner who drafted Michael Thomas the past two years. I'm not too happy about that because I want Michael Thomas to get all the catches. And, of course, you play fantasy football, more catches, more yards equals more points for the player. So I'm not too happy about that from a fantasy football perspective of the addition of, of Emmanuel Sanders. And the Chiefs, they drafted the running back from LSU. Um, I think I was butchering. I think it's Quad, E-Layers, something along that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm butchered his name. But they got depth at running back now to go with the depth. They got a receiver. But Tampa also improved besides the addition of Tom Brady uh, so that they improved their offense to keep up with those two teams. And of course, they got Brady, got Gronk, you got uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you got Brady at tight end, and you got O.J. Howard at tight end too if he can stay healthy. But looking at the other schedules and matchups, we got a great NFL season ahead of us, folks. Uh, week one has two great matchups. You have opening night, you got the Texans, Versus the Chiefs, of course, Deshaun Watson versus Patrick Mahomes, the future of the NFL quarterback, along with Lamar Jackson. I I I compared it to um, you know, last generation we had or this generation we had, we had uh Manning, Breeze, and Brady as like their holy trinity of quarterbacks. And it and it and when Brady left, it was Manning, Breeze, and Aaron Rodgers as your holy trinity of quarterbacks. But I think. Uh, that these three, Watson, Jackson, and Mahomes, can be that next Holy Trinity for the next 10 to 12 years of of the NFL. But the other week one matchup we have, also we got the Saints versus Buccaneers. And, of course, 
Tom Brady, Tampa Bay debut, and we get Brady versus Breeze two times this season, you know, because they play in the same division. And week three, you have Monday Night Football. You got the Chiefs versus the Ravens, of course. Um, Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. I want to say they played each other twice already. I want to say Mahomes won both matchups, so he's 2-0 on the series. And other great Monday Night Football matchups, you got week six. You got the Cardinals, the revamped Cardinals with Kyler Murray, Deshaun. The, um, I would say Deshaun um, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins going up against the Cowboys. Of course, Dak, Zeke, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, first round draft pick. You got week 11, you got my Rams going up against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Then week 12, we got the Seahawks versus the Eagles. And the Sunday night football matches, some pretty interesting matchups as well. Week three, you got the Packers and Saints. You got uh, Rodgers versus Breeze. That's a matchup. I can't remember the last time these those, uh, those two uh, teams played, but you got one of the all-time great two of the all-time great quarterbacks going up against each other in that game. Week ten, you got the second matchup of the Saints and the Bucks. I think that's on a yeah, that's on a Sunday night. And week thirteen, you got the Ravens versus the Steelers. Ravens versus Steelers are always going to be good, close, hard-hitting games. You fight that rough and tough, like I said, that hard-hitting football. Ravens and Steelers is always a good uh, a good game to watch. And no other notable NFL matches we have. We got the Chiefs and the Bucks. Week 12, of course, Mahomes versus Brady. Still, it's still weird t- uh, putting Brady's name with the Buccaneers. I got to get used to that. Then week 13, you got the Cowboys, Ravens. Week 2, you got the Texans versus the Ravens, of course. Watson versus Jackson. You got the Chiefs and the Saints. Breeze versus Mahomes, week 15. That's just to name a few more. But like I said, the NFL, they're still on track to start the season on time they don't know if fans will be in attendance but with most experts thinking that things will be back to normal by then let's just hope we can just enjoy some football of any kind this year so this past weekend we saw the return of sports somewhat because the ufc was the first american sports promotion to start back up after the COVID-19 shutdowns of sports in mid-March. But before we get into that, with the success of the Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, which I'll get into next week since the the ninth and 10th episode of the documentary will be aired next Sunday. I'll just recap that on next week's podcast. With the success of that, ESPN has expedited three 30 for 30 documentaries to premiere at the end of the month and the beginning of June. The first one is called Lance. Looking to the rise and fall of the American cyclist Lance Armstrong from his bout with cancer to his doping scandal, which led to him being stripped of his biking titles. It's a two-part documentary, with the first part appearing May 24th and the second part appearing premiering May 31st. The second documentary, B. Water, is looking into how Bruce Lee became a trailblazer in the world of martial arts, and that's coming on ESPN June 7th, and the third and final documentary to be expedited is called Long Gone Summer. Looks into the home run race between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa during the 1998 uh, Major League Baseball season. That's coming on June 14th on ESPN. And I'm not going to, when I watch that one, I'm not going to get on Twitter of any social media site of some kind because social media is going to go in on Sammy Sosa because he looks, just to be nice, he looks a little different than he did back in the day just whenever you get time whenever you get done listening to this just google sammy sosa hat will you get a chance and you'll see what i'm talking about but back into sports returning okay so ufc 
249 took place in Jacksonville, Florida, after the UFC was deemed an essential business by the state. UFC 29 was supposed to happen in April, but was pushed back or, or was pushed or postponed because the venue MGM Grand was shut down and California said no to the private island idea. So the UFC um, took all proper CDC protocols, such as social distancing, essential staff members only, wearing masks, and of course, no fans in the crowd. In the main event, we saw Justin Gaethje defeat the favorite Tony Ferguson by TKO in the fifth round. He became the interim UFC lightweight champion. So Gaethje will fight Khabib to determine the undisputed champion at a later day and time because the original fight was supposed to be Khabib versus Ferguson. But due to travel restrictions and Khabib being based in, I want to say based in Russia, he was unable to fight. So hopefully we get a Khabib versus Ferguson fight later on down the road. But the Khabib versus Gaethje fight has to happen first. But um, it was good to see sports back in some capacity. Well, live sports back in some capacity. Hopefully other leagues will be working on a more con- on the most convenient and safest way to start or resume their seasons. Overseas sports has already started um, having their leagues come back. Last week, the KBO the Korean baseball organization started their season last week with no fans, only essential staff members only and coaches and players almost wear a mask. They even banned spitting at those baseball games uh, just to be safe. And in, ta- in, not ta- in uh, Taiwan, they also started the baseball season and they're letting a thousand fans in only uh, and they must abide by the social distancing rules, you know, six feet apart from each other. And when baseball being started in some parts of the world, hopefully the MLB is taking notes and how well and uh, implement, you know, what those other leagues did so they can start their season. Because in in MLB's uh, perspective, in April, they proposed that the league will start play, uh, that will start play a couple weeks later, but that was uh, pushed back even longer. And they said that most of the games will take place in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Because the Phoenix, Arizona area is one of the only big metropolitan area areas that has it has like one of the lowest coronavirus cases in the country. And but and for what I've been reading lately, the MLB is aiming for a July start date. I want to say the last meetings I read about, they're aiming for around the fourth of July to start up the season, but no word yet on if they're gonna play the entire 162 game season or a shortened season and still had the playoffs in October like they normally do. And other sports are set to return as well this weekend, most of them being international sports. But the next American big, uh, like I said, the most, the next big American sports league return is NASCAR. NASCAR's making this return uh, this weekend. They've been doing the iRacing thing for the past few weeks, but they make their return to the tracks with no fans in their Darlington Speedway in South Carolina. And the league uh, that shut down first that started all this, uh, the NBA. The NBA was the first American sports league to cancel play back in mid-March. They were in the middle of the final stretch of the season and about to start the playoffs in less than a month. And last week, the NBA allowed teams to open back up their practice facilities, with the Cleveland Cavaliers being the first team to open theirs back up. I want to say them. The Cavaliers, they are are the Cavaliers. Uh, The Cavaliers, Trailblazers, and the Jazz are the only three teams to have opened their their facilities back up after the NBA said, hey, everybody can open their facilities back up. But the NBA have applied strict rules, such as uh, no locker room access, so players must arrive in gym attire. Only four players allowed at a time, while 
uh, coaching staff members are not allowed at the moment. And for what I've been reading, the NBA is still set on finishing a season and crowning an NBA champion. There's been reports that Vegas and Orlando may p- play possible sites for the time being. But in the past, they stated um, they wanted to finish the season around Labor Day and start a new season around December. But it's still tricky because each state has different stay-at-home orders. And in, and uh, it's being brought up as a popular question. Should the NBA just cancel the remaining of the season and just prepare for next season? Uh, remember Shaq? was one of the latest NBA analysts slash legends to voice his opinion about canceling the season, saying uh, that if they finish the season and crown a champion, that champion will have an asterisk by their name. And, of course, you know, Shaq is a Lakers legend, NBA legend, one of the best centers of all time. But I got to disagree with him on this one. Let's say they, they do finish the season and they do crown a champion. Hopefully, it'll be my Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, there'll be an asterisk by the team's name, but also by the Asher will be NBA champions. And whoever wins the season, if they finish it, that fan base, that's all that, that, that that's all they see. They'll see NBA champions. They won't they won't even look at that asterisk by all they see is hey, my team, the you know, whatever team wins, we're the NBA champs. And also, uh, for selfish reasons, I want the NBA to finish the season because this is the first time my Lakers have been title contenders for the for the first time in about, I want to say, nine years. I like our chances this year to make a deep playoff run. And also, LeBron is not a spring chicken. LeBron is 35, and and 35 in the NBA is like 50 in the real world. And to me, he has about a good two or three years left of being, you know, top five, top ten player in the league. And we need and 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 we need to maximize that, his time with the Lakers. But I do understand that. Uh, player and fan safety is the most important thing for the NBA. I'm not cannot blame him for doing that. That's why I think the NBA is one of the best, like one of the best ran leagues in the world. So if the season is canceled. Yes, I'll be upset, but I do understand the circumstances, the circumstances behind that decision. Or you know they could just be nice to give our Lakers or give my Lakers the championship, and we could just you know call it a day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I greatly appreciate y'all taking time and y'all very busy today to give this podcast a listen. Please like, subscribe, share the podcast, tell your family, tell your friends about the podcast. Follow the podcast on Twitter at High Infinity Pod and follow me, the host Jacob Knight, on Twitter and Instagram at So Yeah, I'm Asian. I will see y'all next week and y'all be safe.